This podcast may contain questionable language, will contain spoilers, and is all about the horror. Everyone and welcome to episode 116 of Movie Drone. I'm Steve and I'm with Creepy Mark. Right? I'm, I'm Creepy Mark uh-huh. and I'm with Steve. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of anything clever or funny. No, good, good. Yeah. Um, I, I like the horror opening. Nice, yeah. Nice. Good old Sean Faust, eh? Yeah, yeah. Nice music. Nice, nice music, music from Sean. But he's all about hashtag all the horror. Yes, yeah, our special episode. It is. This has got to be the best episode we've ever done, mate. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> it might be the, one of the latest episodes you've ever done. Oh, you just can't do a late night anymore. Can I you? can't, no. You just cannot do I a can't. late night. I can't. I honestly can't. I've had a 45 minute nap before I've come, and that's made me grumpy. Honest, you look hungover, mate. You look like you've like proper been on it. Well, I'm sure you are. <laughs> no, but you're, do you know your eyes are like piss holes and they're all glazy? <laughs> I've been a bit of Tom Dick this week, mate. Oh. Not been well. Not been too, uh, bing, too bing, good. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> Was that a dock of tiny banjo? That's me, just me tuning up my violin. <laughs> um, I mean, are you uh, feeling better? No, not great. No, no, no I ain't. But uh, there you go. Me dragged me out. Perhaps you're just high on pharmaceuticals or something. Have you had lots of like <laughs> um, cold and flu caps? Polo mints. I've had quite a few of them. Okay, give over, yourself yeah. a shit shit. <laughs> No, no. not sugar-free ones. I've got this uh, like really weird fixation with polo mints at the moment. Have you? Yeah, I think it's where I'm not eating anything really nice. So I think polo mints have like stepped into that. And uh, I've just been going through packets of the fucking really? thing. Do you like mint, dear? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Not too bad. I got given today some mint chocolate chip chewing gum. Did you? Do you like mint chocolate chip? I mean, I'm not allowed the chocolate, but yeah, the mint's all right. Yeah, yeah but it, chewing gum, it tastes just like mint choc chip. <laughs> Does it's it? real, mate. It's really? Weird. Interesting. Yeah. I'll talk you a couple of sticks out before Excellent. you go home. Well done, mate. Sugar-free, is it? Sugar-free? Were you diabetic, eh? <laughs> no. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone knows how much sugar one whole stick of <laughs> chewing gum contains. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do. Um, so have you been then, mate? I've been all right, mate. It's been a busy week again. Warm myself out the weekend. You came through the house today, oh, yeah. but you would have seen a new gate and new fence. I mean, I didn't. No, uh, but been doing that. Have you? I've made a sign. <laughs> a lot of love for the sign, mate. <laughs> Is there? A lot of stress with it tonight. Is there? Suddenly put the camera on, it all vanished. So. Right. But it's on. What do you think? I mean, it looks like a Soho sex club. <laughs> it is a little bit funky. Um, but yeah, I, I like it. It kept me entertained for a little while. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm pleased. I mean, I mean, it looks professional. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. just does look like we are advertising sexual favours. Well, I just thought since I were doing these camera things, live webcam feeds... <laughs> 
for recording <laughs> when we have guests. Um, it just looks a little bit. We was on about getting a banner, weren't we? And then I wasn't going to pay for that. Right. And then I, mean, I don't remember the banner. You, don't you remember? Like we could go on movie drone there, and I was thinking, oh, I'll have a look how much a banner is. I ain't paying for that. Right. Tenner made that cost me. Did it? Tenner. Oh, right. okay. I mean, it looks like it in the light, but yeah. it, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, don't look too close. You could change it. I mean, if we stop the podcast, you could sort of like advertise. Not if, when. Right. When we stop the podcast. Okay. But you could advertise services out the front yeah. with it. So, yeah. yeah not it does bad. red. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> Flashing red. <laughs> um, yeah, other than that, mum's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Sue. Yeah, had her up for, cooked her a nice paella. Did you? Yeah. She liked that? She yeah, liked it, yeah. Um, and then she had... Oh, don't think the uh, anyone else in the world will know what these are, but I got her a Percy pig cake. Oh, right. She's okay. obsessed with Percy pigs. Have you tried the ice cream? She loves the ice cream. It's fucking horrible, mate. Is it? She yeah. loves it. She loves the sauce. Right. Anything Percy pig she's right. obsessed with. She? Yeah. That's all sugar-free, mate. You'd like it. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, it's sugar-free, gelatin-free, it's like Fuck. vegan-free. No, it's everything. not. Yeah. What, Percy pig? Percy pig, Fuck yeah. off, is no it? No colours, nothing. Really? Yeah, that's why I stick with Haribo, mate. Full of shit. <laughs> Other than that, mate, nothing else to report. Mm. Um, we've already done you, haven't you? Because you're all poorly sick. I am, yeah, yeah. So uh, I am a bit poorly sick, yeah. yeah. I'm falling to bits. Always sick, aren't you? No, I'm not, pa- actually. Oh, no, you are. You no, are. Oh, I've got COVID. Oh, I've got a cold. <laughs> I, I have not been sick since oh, COVID. Yeah, but it's constant. I called it off the missus, right? Mm. Jill went through like a whole box of tissues the other night. Mm. It was up all night. And uh, I think there was a whole box of tissues went. She had the runs. No, she didn't have the runs. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, but she, so I've just called it off her. I know oh. I ain't normally so. I'm falling to bits. I've hurt my ankle doing my run. I've done my run, didn't I? Yeah. Done my run. I think it's the... You did well, the, mate, apparently. Broke my world record. Broke me world record, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Well done. My own personal world record. Um, Very I don't impressive. know what the normal world record is, ask, but it must have been close. Yeah, I'd ask you what time, but I wouldn't understand. It's like the weight <laughs> of a baby, mate. It means nothing to me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I don't know what that. I think it's just the joy of finishing it. You yeah. know what I mean? Has, uh, has actually made me feel a bit Tom Dick. Yeah. And my ribs. You remember when I said I felt oh, a bit? No, I've heard Fucking hell! It really, yeah, it feels like I've broken them. I've got to be honest. Oh. So, uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's me. Really, falling to bits. Oh. I had an eye test today. It's like when I go out and see my granddad. My granddad's like 106, 107. I'm like, <laughs> how are you, granddad? And he's like, oh, my ribs hurt, my knees hurt, my ankles hurt, my eyes are gone. <laughs> a bit of a cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear is it yeah, that's what it's like, is it? all you need to do is put, get your teeth out and put them on the side mate you're there <laughs> I might do that one day yeah. just to please you <laughs> right okay then mate moving on yes. in this special horror episode yeah. I mean it's horrific at the moment isn't it yes. so, our uh, best episode yet <laughs> have you got any thanks mate yes mate I'm going to thank Miriam anyway. I know you've got her on the special thanks, but she retweeted twice. So for me, that's, you know. Um, Thanks also to LJ Human, Robin Slim Show, Podcast HQ, St. Paul's Filmcast, Right Stuff Reviews, WTM, What Should We Watch, Forza Crowd, The Movie Journey, Mixed Media, Forest Pod, Beautiful and Dan Bradley. Excellent. Well done, mate. I've got some special thanks for people who've gone the extra mile for the Twitter mentions, tags, follows, etc. So I've got Jill Cassie, VHS Strikes Back, the lovely Miriam, Jamie Russell, Jamie Owen, Cinema Recall, Glyn, Sean Panda Nicholson, Emma at the Movies, Ryan, Reverie True Crime Podcast, Bad Dad's Film Review, Mr. Positivity Wolfie T, Movies on the Way, and of course, All the Horror. Yeah. Have you been checking out All the Horror? I have. You have yeah. I've been in charge of retweeting every day as well. Yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, loads coming. I've been sick, her. haven't I? 
Being poorly Time second, yeah. Today, yeah. <laughs> it's one of them. It's like Twitter, just generally trying to keep on top of it is hard work. Yeah. And then you add something else in, you're like, oh, I've not got enough fingers, thumbs. Yeah, Doing well, though, mate. Yeah. Doing well. Yeah, yeah. so there's some good episodes on there. Some great podcasts. Yeah, awesome podcasts. Yeah. Nice eclectic mix going on. I there like is. it. There is. So topically, I've got a promo. Have you? Yeah. Get ready for the new sitcom Forza Crown. Everything was coming up roses for Bradley and Cameron until... I could just lie here with you forever. I think we should see other people. And as if that wasn't tragic enough... The rent has gone up higher than annual passes at Disney World. But they have a plan. Turning this place into a brothel. You get a roommate. Enter Allison and Dylan. Your endless sexual escapades. Whole new men into home office. Join these 30-somethings as they face the challenges of balancing careers and dating after 29. Coming soon to a podcatcher near you. There we go. So that's from Ford's Crowd. What, you saying it's horrific? <laughs> no, I'm saying topically because you'll see a bit later. Ah, but that's for the crowd podcast sitcom created by Ryan L. Terry. I'm enjoying yeah. it, you? I am. I'm up to date. Are you? Up to date. Okay, I'm one behind. All right, I was listening to it today and then all I heard was our voices. And I was like, well, that's ruined it. <laughs> Yeah, don't get everyone's hopes up. We're not no. on it. No. We are, it was just a promo. It was just, it was just a, promo. a promo, which we must redo at some yeah. point because it's uh, it's certainly shit. But we should have a chat with Ryan about it one day. Yeah, um, catch up with him, see yeah. what it's all about. Okay, yeah. So uh, listen to Fours a Crowd. Yeah, right. Okay, so moving on. Yes, um, the next section are we doing the we're still doing the theme tune on that. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Mark Reads Some Film Lines in Some Similar Voices and Steve has to guess the film from the Lines Read to Get Points game. Hashtag, what's that film? There we go. It's right. a statement. Yeah. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. So before we start, mate, yeah. who got it right this week? Elmo got it right. Right. He says as well, it's a really great feature, Mark, if Steve weren't such a knob. Why am I not? I don't know. It's his thoughts on it, mate. It's his <laughs> thoughts on it. <laughs> he just said, it's a great feature if Steve weren't such a knob. Right, okay. Brilliant. Just saying. Okay. Um, Glyn got it right, five right. points. Of course did. Straight in. Of course did. And even Emma got it right, mate, and she's not seen it. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Just saying. Uh, oh, I, I think that the last clue should have been wax on, wax off. Because it was, what was it, a cry kid? You yes. Yeah, it was yeah. cry kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I think it should have been waxed. I'm not going to give points away, mate. I know. Obviously, I've, I've set you up a good one tonight, though. Yeah, but I'm not any good at it. Well, if you don't get this, mate, I'm never doing it again. Right, brilliant. that's not true okay. because I know you're trying not to get it. Right, okay, go on then. Emma, what's mate? that film? Right, for five <laughs> points, mate. What's that film? That's <laughs> such a wanker. Uh, Here we go. It proves that your wealthy college boys don't have the education enough to admit you're wrong. <laughs> no, no. For four points, mate. Miles got this at this point Did earlier, it? so you know. Good. They're all gonna die. Um, they're all gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me like that Sorry. when you do it as well. Yeah, I know. What's that about? Uh, uh, no, no. Could be any horror film. Okay. For three points, mate. Yeah. I can do anything. I'm the chief of police. No. No? You've got to get this one, mate. I can't, I honestly... For two uh, points, mate, right. right? This shark, swallow your hole. <laughs> okay, I was thinking it was that. Yeah? On the last one. Yeah? Yeah. 
Okay. So you got it. Yeah. You're happy you got it. Yeah. Okay. And for one point, anyone who hasn't got it yet, right. you're going to need a bigger boat. Okay. Right. I mean, yeah, I, was, yeah. I actually should have got that on the third one. I thought that's okay. what it was. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But you actually got two points. I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's well, a start, I think so. though, mate. Yeah. Two out of a possible 15. <laughs> Smashing it. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, you've made that quite easy. I did. That one. I yeah. did. Yeah. I mean, probably a bit too easy now. Oh, okay. Isn't it? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, these are <laughs> hard now for getting to uh, It's dear. just a confidence booster for you. Yeah. You can do it. No, no, I, honestly, I, I should have got that on the third yeah. one. I think it's like, I want to guess it, but I think it's better to just not guess at all than get it wrong. But you don't you know lose I mean? points if Demoralising, it's demoralising. But you don't lose, but I'm not taking points away, apart from Emma, who I gave her a couple of points, but then took off five because she hadn't seen the film. Right. So she's on minus. Right, okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you don't lose points for guessing. Okay. All right. So I've got two then. Yeah. Brilliant. Well done. Brilliant. I'll take them home. Yeah. Right. Mate. Okay. Mm. Moving on. Yeah. This is the Movie Drone Wall of Shame. Wall of Shame time. Mm. So uh, it was my challenge. It was. I re challenged Robin. You did. Because, um, yeah. He, uh, he obviously apologised mm. last time. He had a bit going on, but he said to me that he'd be happy to, to do it this yeah. week. I mean, I've been sick, so I haven't really been into work. Mm. He didn't send anything in. <sighs> fucked it. So he's forever. I think that's it. I think, we'll think we draw the line. That's it. On the wall of shame. So he's our first ever person to yeah. be on it. He's going to stay on it, I think, yeah. I don't think there's a number of questions that he could give us to get off the wall of shame oh, now. Okay. I believe he is on it for good. Oh, so we'll see what happens in yes. a minute. It's your challenge this week. It is. Yeah. Well, don't change Robin. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know if you remember last week. Robin challenged, didn't submit anything. Yeah. Pressure was on, mate. Pressure was on. Yeah. Came up with something. Yeah. Um. I thought oh, got us through, didn't it? Yeah. You was like, actually, mate, that was alright. It was good. Yeah, a couple yeah. of people were like, that was really good. Yeah. yeah. One person. Right. One person right. out of all the listeners. Well, they don't rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean don't rhyme? I thought they all rhymed. I can't even remember the words, mate. Right. But apparently there's two words, helm and film. Right. right. Google says it rhymes. Right. Someone else says it doesn't. Right. I tend to agree with them, but I went for the Google thing. But one person felt the need to belittle me in front of the nation. So Sophie's going on the wall. Is she? And a caveat as well. It's got to be a rhyming question. Really? And it better fucking rhyme. <laughs> Okay. It's got a rhyme. Right, okay. Sophie, you are challenged to give us a rhyming question to stay off the wall of shame. Yeah. All right, okay. Do you want to move on? Yes, mate. Okay, this is the next section. This is the section that we like to call... Question Question Time. Question Time. Question Time. Time for the question. Question Time. Question Time. Question Time. Time for the question. Question Time. There we go. Right, okay. So uh, Robin obviously didn't come up with one. No. Um, I've, I've done one. Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it yeah. all rhyme? Uh, well, it's a poem. Yeah. I think it's a poem. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Are, okay. you, are you ready? I'm ready, mate. Okay, right. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Robin's chickened out. What are your favourite adaptations of the classic horror Universal <laughs> Monsters? <laughs> Now, I like to think it's one of those abstract (laughs) 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 
I like to think it's one of those abstract poems. I mean, I'm not quite sure whether Sophie might pull me up on that one. I'm not quite sure. But I've heard poems worse than that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Less rhyming than that. So I, I, I thought it was quite a good one, actually. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> what are your favourite adaptations of the classic horror Universal Monsters? Added a word in there, mightn't you? Did I? Yeah, added a word in there. <laughs> Terrific. I think it was, it was made up quite quick. I've had I mean. to change a few answers. Did you? But, yeah. All right, okay. So, being all the horror episode. Yes. What you got, mate? Um, apparently, classic Universal Monsters was quite a narrow thing. Yeah. But my fifth one, Imhotep. Okay. The mummy. The mummy. Right. Um, okay. Mainly because I like saying the word Imhotep. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> Do it in the, in the impression. Imhotep. Excellent. Right. That's a good yeah. impression. I'll tell you what would be a good thing to do if we yeah. started doing impressions. Of films. Nah, never work, mate. Never okay. work. Right. My number five, yeah. Edward Hyde from the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Okay. Like Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. I think there could be a lot more done with that. And even though the film itself isn't great, I do love having the massive um, Edward Hyde in it. Okay, mm -hmm. great stuff. Uh, my number four, The New Invisible Man. Okay, all right. I'll had a lot of time for that. All right. Yeah. My number four yeah. is Sebastian Kane, The Hollow Man. Oh, good character, that Yeah, one. yeah. I mean, do, what do you prefer? Do you prefer it like... I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't played really like a normal Invisible Man, was it? The Hollow Man? No. Really? Um, what do you prefer? Do you prefer the new one or Hollow Man? I'll be honest, I watched Hollow Man probably a month or so ago yeah. and I forgot how creepy it was. Right, it okay. did creep me out a little bit more. Okay. Um, not like, ooh, scary creepy, just generally right. a bit filthy creepy. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say, out of morals, the new Invisible Man. A bit close to home, is it? <laughs> what you feel like? Okay. My number three, mate, Celine from Underworld. Okay. Vampire. Alright. Kate okay. Beckinsale in a leather like one piece suit thing. Right. Okay. Plays it very well. Okay. Acting is amazing. <laughs> okay. My number three is David Kessler, American Werewolf in London. Okay. Um, Good yeah. choice. Yeah, thanks, mate. My number two, Ellie, the vampire from Let the Right One In. Okay. That's a new one. I thought it was a great little change on how you play a vampire. Less, I'm a vampire, I'm a vampire. To didn't really run that home, and I thought it was nice and subtle. Okay. A lot of time for that. Okay, I've got Frankenstein's monster, Elizabeth Shelley from Frankenhooker. Have you ever seen Frankenhooker? Mm, I can't say <laughs> I've ever heard of it. No? I'm not surprised it exists. Right. <laughs> Okay, nice 1980s uh, horror film now. For some reason, whenever I hear the word Frankenstein, I want to go, oh, Frankenstein. Do you? Yeah, I don't know why. Okay. Do you knock at an impression? Well, no. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so Frankenhook, have you never seen it? No. Okay. It's amazing. Seen, heard, you know, same right. difference. My number one, David Kessler from American World Is it? in London. Yeah, it's Sorry, an easy mate. one. No, that's all right. Crossed over. Yeah. I've done mine first. I can't believe that Hookerville, whatever it was called, beat American World in London. But, oh, yeah. you're going to love this one. Yeah. Um, my number one, yeah, Dracula from Dead and Loving It. Oh, really? Yeah, there we are. Yeah, uh, do you know who played him? Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> there we are. Yes, <laughs> I've got one um, honourable mention, yeah. which was Marlowe from Thirty Days of Night, okay. the lead vampire in that, yeah. which is uh, obviously a bit different to your uh, vampire. Mm. Two ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Okay. Right. There we go. Amazing question. Amazing poem. Amazing poem. My Amazing favorite, answers. My favourite poem I've heard all day. Uh, yeah. okay. 
very good. Right, mate, after all that, uh, do you want to tell people that they can contact us on social media? Yes, mate, they can get us at Twitter or Instagram, which is at movie underscore drone, or via email on movie drone podcast at hotmail.com. And please do. Please do. I'm checking it now. There was nothing in there. So, the reason that we are here, we're here a little bit late yeah. again as well. So, uh, I mean, it's down to you. I mean, uh, as, as normal. Yeah. Um, so, we, it's all the horror. It all is. All the horror episode. We watched two films. We did. We did. And anyone who's not read the title of the podcast they've clicked on might spot a pattern here, mate. Right. So, the first film we saw... It's a 1980 film, currently 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb, rated an X, is one hour, 35 minutes long, billed as a horror mystery thriller, with a synopsis of a group of camp counsellors are stalked and murdered by an unknown assailant whilst trying to reopen a summer camp, which was the site of a child's drowning and a grisly double murder years before. A $550,000 budget, grossing $59.8 million. This was directed by Sean S. Cunningham, starring Betsy Palmer, Adrienne King, Harry Crosby, Laura Bartram, Mark Nelson, Giannine Taylor, Robbie Morgan and Kevin Bacon. Yes, this was a 1980 version of Friday the 13th. You got a clip for that one, mate? Of course I have, mate. How are you? Well, I, I'm Mrs. Voorhees, an old friend of the Christie's. There we go. So not only did we watch that one, we watched another one. We did. So we've also watched a film that's currently 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb. It's an 18 one hour 37 minutes billed as a horror mystery thriller. Surprise, surprise. With a synopsis of a group of young adults visit a boarded up campsite named Crystal Lake where they soon encounter the mysterious Jason Voorhees and his deadly intentions. A $19 million budget grossing $92 million. This is starring Jared Padalecki, Daniel Panabaker, Aaron Yu, Amanda Rigetti, Travis Von Winkle and Derek Mears. And this was 2009's version of, surprise, surprise, Friday the 13th. And have you got a clip for that one, mate? Of course I have, mate. Hey, I'm not from around here, but I'm looking for my sister. She's gone missing. Have you seen her? Jane missing. She's dead. Missing around here, they're gone for good. There we go. Yeah. Nice clip. Yeah. And yeah. we've got a special guest. Who is it? So we're joined on this special order horror episode by the professor of horror, Mr. Ryan L. Terry. Hey, Stephen Mark. Thank you so much for having me back on once again. I'm so excited for Halloween coming up and uh, getting to be a part of all the horror once again. And a great topic tonight. So we'll have a lot of fun uh, 
lot of fun uh, discussing it. And it's just always a pleasure to get to sit down with uh, fine folks such as yourselves. I heard you on the Robin Slim show the other day. Uh, are, are you listened to the interview? I did indeed. Yes, oh, yes. Well, we well, always keep track you. of what you're up to. Um, <laughs> and it was obviously there was chatting about fours of crowd. Um, yeah. Do you want to just um, let us know how that's going? Yeah, thank you for asking. It was a very fun interview. Uh, the uh, la- last week uh, at the time we're recording this. And it was the first time that I got to talk about Forza Crowd, you know, outside of the Twitter sphere and just amongst my friends and, and everything. So it was great platform. I'm very happy they afforded me the opportunity uh, to talk about it. And I'm hoping that some of their listeners will become listeners and fans of ours. Uh, the show's going very well. We just released episode for this week which uh, um, so we feature on yes yeah. <laughs> it scared me I was, I was listening away and then suddenly i heard our voices yeah we did like, actually oh, have no. to point out on the episode <laughs> that uh, that we're not actually on it we is just the promo we wanted to make sure everyone was aware that we hadn't ruined it yeah so, uh, so. oh no but i i love featuring you guys and so thank you for uh, being willing to be featured on Forza Crowd. And uh, so we released episode four, and we've had uh, tons of downloads. And the, the reviews are coming in uh, very nicely. And generally, the reviews have been uh, very favorable. And uh, by and large, when I've asked people who their favorite character is, it is usually Mrs. Halverson. Absolutely. No matter who I, <laughs> who I speak with, that is everybody's favorite character. And you know what? As I said on Robin Slim's show, she's my favorite character too. Uh, so I uh, love how people are connecting with the show, and uh, I, you know, I hope they uh, hope they learn something from the show, and that just because you know you may have you know been married or maybe you know you have a career and life still throws a lot of obstacles at you, and there is this idea of still, you know, coming of age, you know, at a time that society for the longest time has dictated, oh, where your life is supposed to be in order by the time you're 30. You're supposed to already have your house, your car, your 1.5 kids, and uh, you're married. And I mean, you're like, but you're supposed to have, a, that's, you know, that's not reality in 2020. You know, reality is you can still, you know, very much struggle, you know, in your 30s, you know, trying to get that career established and, in and out of relationships. And I want to tell those stories and, you know, highlight relationships that don't get talked about, uh, topics that don't get a lot of screen time. And so through those, I hope people are able to learn a little something, but laugh along the way, even in episode five, and which will be coming out uh, the 26th, which is my All the Horror episode. Uh, it's uh, it's our Halloween episode. There's a uh, all the characters go to a Halloween party, uh, but we uh, we do talk about a uh, some uh, rather I say kind of dark, definitely uh, tough subjects. So there are some learning, growing moments for characters, but we still find a way to find the humor in it without <laughs> detracting from the importance of the issue. And I hope we can continue doing that as a show to have these conversations about real things that people really do face, but still be able to find that element of comedy so we can so we can laugh our way through it 
to as we better understand it. Yeah, I mean, I could say we're enjoying it. I think you are getting the message across who certainly uh, fits with, I mean, you obviously described to us your favourite sitcoms before, and I think you have taken all of those things that you described and put it into Forza Crowd. So, yeah, yeah, and really some clever it. movie references as well. Yeah. I've been enjoying yeah. picking them up, especially with Cheese Buscemi yeah. <laughs> and being one big pile of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my uh, my co-writer, Zach. Uh, Cheese Buscemi is his. Who knows, Cheese Buscemi might wind up on a T-shirt because that was uh, one. Uh, it's a plot element that a lot of people like. Robin Slim really liked it. And so um, I write every other episode. Zach writes every other episode. And so uh, and my close friend, Danny, Danielle Hill, soon to be Danielle Meskel, uh, Danny is our producer and she keeps us uh, definitely in line. You know, I had this idea. It's like, want to turn this into a podcast. I, the original script I wrote back in 2014 and it got reimagined. Uh, so I sat down with Zach a couple of years ago and uh, I like, reimagined the script, but it was still written for TV. And then that never went anywhere. And, you know, I just like uh, over the quarantine and the shutdown, it's like, I'm going to turn it into a podcast. So rewrote the script again. Uh, in a way that could be compatible with the airwaves and uh, called up Zach and said, Hey Zach, you know, I'm wanting to turn the show into a sitcom. You know, do you want to come on board? And he said, sure. And Danny came on board and we found our actors and I can't write every week. So I'm very thankful that uh, Zach is on board and we you know, can write every other episode. That way we can continue writing. Yeah. He thinks of plots that I wouldn't think of, which is great. Because then we have a lot of variety, and and out of that variety comes uh, your your favorite so far, cheese Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a long way. Continue that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, um, right. Okay. So, can we move it on to all the horror? Sure. We need to talk a bit of horror, don't we? Yeah. So, uh, we chose to look at two films uh, mm-hmm. this time to see, uh, basically, discuss whether we thought that. I don't know how you would describe the 2009 version. Is yeah. it a well, reboot, we'll a retelling, we'll or whatever? That, I don't so know. Yeah. So, um, so let's start with 1980s Friday the 13th. Mm. Who wants mm. to go first? Oh, I got. I'll go because okay. uh, just last uh, two weeks ago, uh, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before. I got to see Friday the 13th on the big screen for okay. its 40th anniversary right. at the Cinemark at Universal Orlando. And Cinemark's been a champion bringing back all these uh, you know, classic films, especially a lot of classic horror. And I love getting to watch, rewatch uh, all these movies, but some of them watching on the big screen for the very first time. And when I saw that Friday the 13th, 40th anniversary was going to be there, it's like, I, 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 I have to watch it. I'm going to be there. And getting to sit there with uh, my friend, uh, Brittany, who uh, never seen it before. Well, she said she had seen it a long time ago. The way she was reacting, I don't think she had seen it before. Right. So really getting to sit down and watch it with a friend of mine who's watching it for the very first time. And what better way to watch it for the very first time than on the big fucking screen? <laughs> and uh, we're sitting there uh, like mid-row center, best seats in the entire auditorium. And I just felt like we hopped in a time capsule and transported ourselves back to 1980, you know, watching this story for the very first time. And it's an experience I'll never forget. I've seen it dozens of times, but never before had I had the opportunity to see it like that. And it was, it's, 
it still did it for me. We laughed at the utterly ridiculous parts, uh, at, especially in the showdown uh, in which, you know, uh, she's like uh, putting all this crap up to a door that swings out. I'm like, girl, <laughs> the door swings out. I all this crap you're putting in front of the door isn't doing anything. So we, we laughed our asses off through parts and appreciated the great effects that only Tom Savini could bring to the big screen which is where that $500,000 budget mostly went. It mostly went to Tom Savini and his crew, but it's money, money well spent, great memorable kills. And it's campy as fuck. It, uh, you know, it's, it, you can't say it's cliche because it, it, it established everything that would, a lot of what would become cliche uh, later on through the years. And uh, it's a bit of a mystery. It's like, who is the killer? I, 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 I love all the POV stuff. And I, I, I could go on and on, but I, the 1985, the 13th, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's one of the posters, you know, up on my wall. And I think we have a great villain in Mrs. Voorhees. It's not a spoiler, whether you've seen Friday the 13th or you've seen Scream in which Ghostface acts Casey know who's the killer on friday the 13th she's like jason jason i know it's jason he's like no mrs Voorhees was the killer in the first movie jason didn't come in until the second and third and so and we so 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 it's not a spoiler uh so it's uh such a part of our zeitgeist and yeah yeah jason's you know not in it except for there at the very end uh but it wasn't intended to be a franchise it was intended to be a standalone movie and it was uh no it was quite the game changer and some might call it a ripoff of Halloween. I don't think it's a ripoff of Halloween. Halloween um, solidified what we now refer to as the modern slasher. But Friday the 13th is, you know, it's taking those same plot ideas and putting, you know, its spin on it. And it was, it's not scary. It's fun. And I, and I, and I, I love being able to sit there and just have a great time with my friends, you know, and just, you know, I mean, did a lot of laughing. You know, she jumped a little bit, but you know, I uh, love it. And what about you, mate? Have you seen this one a lot? Um, not probably as much as some of the other big, th- of the other big two out of the big three, I suppose. Right. Um, with Freddy. Yeah. And um, yeah, Freddy's more your. your Freddy's more my cup of tea. Yeah. Okay. Um, obviously you got Mike from Halloween. I like to call him Mike anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Ryan just answered one of my questions, actually, because I thought it's, it's a strange beast to have this horror franchise that's mm. sort of moulded around one character and not really have that character in. And I did wonder whether yeah. or not it was a standalone or was going to be a standalone one, because it worked perfectly as a standalone film anyway, mm. or whether yeah. they had planned in advance to grow right, okay, so we'll bring Jason back at a, a next sort of film whether they had planned that far ahead hmm. um and also with ryan saying about um it riding off the coattails of halloween or stolen from the right the writer actually has openly admitted he was riding off the success of halloween but had his own ideas on how he wanted to take the genre which i thought was quite interesting because he saw an opening and he's sort of created i mean for me there is the big three it's freddie jason michael myers and it it's weird that the first film in the whole of the franchise doesn't really have him in mm-hmm. no what's interesting uh mark is uh halloween uh was also intended to be a standalone film like there like uh john carpenter did not intend for halloween to become a franchise and it did friday the 13th not intended to become a franchise and it did 
And I don't, re- I don't think Wes Craven intended on Nightmare on Elm Street to become a franchise. Uh, that one, I, I would have to go back and look because I don't remember for sure. So you have these films, which are tent poles of American horror, of the American slasher. And yet they weren't intended to start these massive franchises. And yet they did. And Friday the 13th is unique in that the ent- the rest of the franchise is built around Jason Voorhees. But the guy is not in the movie at all, except at the very end. And is that a dream? Is it not a dream? You know, it's kind of, it's a little ambiguous. Mm. And so like, we don't, you know, we don't have him at all. I think that's the magic of just, it's just movie magic or it's the, uh, the magic of wanting to make money, which I guess is a <laughs> it does help. Uh, <laughs> Go on, then, Steve. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, this was probably one of my first watches. So obviously, after uh, I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah. when I was definitely too young to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre, <laughs> um, and Jaws, this was probably one of them that came after that. Um, but since then, I really do uh, navigate to number two. Yeah, on it. I very rarely watch this. If I'm picking up um, a slasher film, I want to watch an 80s uh, horror film. This is I always skip to number two, mm-hmm. I've got to be honest. Um, so I hadn't seen it for quite a while. Um, I am wondering whether I am slightly moving towards, you know, that like this day and age, everyone's sort of going towards fast food and, and everything's got to be convenient. I think that I might be navigating towards that in my horror as well. Mm -hmm. So at the moment, I want less storyline, quicker kills to get to the point. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm actually enjoying the flamboyancy of some of the new ones. And obviously, we'll discuss it a bit later. But I thought that this one, and it's going to sound horrible because it is a classic film, I thought it did drag a little bit for me. And I think that I am at the point where I am becoming part of the impatient generation if that makes sense you just want blood and gore and you want i do it quickly. and i want it quickly and i think that there's a reason for that this time round is because i watched them flipped mm-hmm. and i watched the new one before i watched the old one so did i did you yeah um and i actually uh i actually think that my enjoyment was slightly more on the new one okay this time round and it sounds, it's a travesty. I know it is because it is a classic, the 1980s one. And I shouldn't say it, but I just think it was like, it's got so many redeeming features, the old one. Um, mm-hmm. I forgot how good the effects were. I've got to be honest, I actually forgot that. But then again, some of the kills in the new one were part of, of why I liked it. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm turning into a bit of a millennial. Is that what it is? Someone who wants stuff in there? I mean, I'm, I'm way too old for it, but yeah, I think I, think I just want... Uh, I, don't. I don't know, because uh, many of us don't like using microwaves. So right. uh, <laughs> so, so if you're a, a microwave, I, I don't know why, because that's, that's too quick. Sometimes too quick uh, ruins the food. Yeah, well, I think, like I say, I think that I'm just... Um, I don't know. I think that maybe I'm just wary of how long I've got left on the earth, and I think that I just oh. want to. I just want to get in and out. Um, and uh, you've got get... many more years. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's hope not. You got. <laughs> but but yes. Yeah, I don't. So... don't uh, Mark, he can't. He can't do this by himself. No, he can't. You're right. You're <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah. correct. Yeah. There. He's got, got a sign. I could record got, him. You got a, oh, you you could. You could take the contents of his brain. 
Mm. put it in a computer, just like in the the recent uh, Blumhouse movies with Black Box. You could create a Black Box with Steve's mind. Yeah, it only and needs then, more yeah. storage. Flash <laughs> 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 drive, maybe. Yeah. Um, and actually, Steve, you um, you may not be in as much of a minority as you think because uh, in preparation for the show, I went and did some looking online, uh, about five, six, seven different websites to see what other people, whose opinions I care about, who actually put some thought behind you know, their, uh, their articles. And you know, most of them gave the 2009 version a slight edge over the original. So I'm not in that camp, but it is, but there's certainly a lot of people out there who feel uh, very much like you do. Uh, but, you know, in uh, in the original's defense, in most of those articles that did give the edge to the 2009 version, the the remake, you know, uh, they would, a lot of them do point systems. And so the remake, the, the original may only be behind by one or two points. Right, so, okay. So they, they are still, I mean, they're, they're both, they're both well, like, I mean, uh, like between the Friday the 13th remake and that nightmare remake that, you know, from 2010, that doesn't really exist between the two of them, you know, the, I would rewatch the, the Friday the 13th remake because it's, it still feels grounded in not up, not the first movie, but like two through 12 or two through you know, 13, you know, wh- whatever it is at this point. Mm. And so it does feel grounded and connected with those. Uh, whereas, you know, the Nightmare remake, you know, lost all the mythos and lost really all. Awful film. Yeah. Awful yeah, film. It was. And so, but the 2009. So, yeah. So I, I don't I don't dislike it. I uh, and we can talk more about it when we get to, to the 2009. But but you're really not alone. There's a lot of people who will put the 2009 just a little above the original. Okay. Well, I suppose when you're thinking about it, if you're going back to 1980, this say the origin of the slasher, but it was not that old. I suppose they're always trying to beat the level behind them, aren't they? Mm-hmm. They're always just trying to up their game a little bit, up their game a little bit, up mm-hmm. their game a little bit. I suppose the competition wasn't as high, and this might have been seen as actually quite a fast-paced one with quite a few kills in. Mm. And now you're getting to the point where it's got to outdo the one that's before, and it's got to be that little bit more brutal, that little bit quicker. Yeah, the original has a very low body count. Was it seven? It's six, seven bodies yeah. in the in the first one. And then in the uh, Friday 13th Part 2, in which Jason has the burlap sack for uh, his mask, uh, it really ups the ante right away. I think we, we jump up to like 12 or 13 kills, and then, then it goes up from there. And the magic in... The original, I think, is in our villain. And Mrs. Voorhees, in my opinion, does make a better villain than Jason in how he's portrayed in 2009. I think uh, Mrs. Voorhees' reveal, kind of luring, you know, uh, you know, Adrian King's, you know, Alice into this wholesome motherly character. And then she gets all creepy because she's schizo and she's speaking, you know, speaking with her, you know, uh, her son's voice, kind of the inverse of Psycho, in which Norman's speaking with his mother's voice, and here we have Mrs. Voorhees speaking with uh, with her son's voice. Uh, but I think she makes her a much more interesting villain. We have the mystery aspect. It's a fantastic reveal. And the kills are more memorable. They're not as gory. Most of the kills happen off-screen, with uh, one of the exceptions to that being the arrow through Kevin Bacon's neck, which is still, uh, you know, just fantastic and love watching it at the end of the 40th anniversary they had a 
probably what's on the special features on the DVD and Blu-ray, but they ran the special features on Tom Savini's, um, all the uh, all the apparatuses used and the mechanics behind uh, each kill, each kill in the movie. Um, and I think we had you have a better story, but like you said, you're not as much of a story guy, which is fine. I think, you know, the original one does have uh, a better story and a better villain um, and better supporting characters. I think, but what the remake does well is the production value that is much higher. It, it has, it's a bit more, bit more gritty because we had the whole music video vibe and coming off of Texas Chainsaw, the director, you know, uh, directed the Texas Chainsaw, you know, remake. So we've mm -hmm. got, it's, it's grittier. It is more violent. So for those that want a more, uh, you know, conventionally violent horror film, definitely fits the bill there. And we have a much better final girl. Of course, our final girl is Jared Padalecki, Sam from Supernatural. He's our final girl. And he's much more interesting than Alice's. Alice is really a, eh, and it's kind of our final girl by default. So, so they both have they both have their strengths, and these are a fun to to compare because they are both good. And I think it just kind of what are you more or less looking for in them, and that makes them fun to talk about. Whereas a remake, which is completely crap, and then it's just like, eh, it's not as interesting of a conversation. But I think these two you know, uh, you know, can, can spar, you know, pretty, uh, you know, uh, pretty fairly. Hmm. I think the fog was one that we talked about. Well, I wanted to do, but the remake for that is, is toilet. And I really like the yes. first one. So yeah, that was, that was why we steered away from it. Um, I was, like I say, surprised at, um, how much I didn't remember the, the makeup and that in this, mm. the throat slitting scene, I thought was, was really good. Yeah. Um, that, that was a good one. Um, <laughs> And you quickly get the iconic, you did it earlier, didn't you? The, uh, you did, yeah. yeah. That's, that's sort of like a warm hug, I think, isn't it, for yeah. horror films? When you I get tried that. to get that yeah. as a ringtone for my phone, or a message tone for my phone. <laughs> yeah, phone, yeah couldn't, work, couldn't find it anyway. Right. <laughs> okay, now I got a question for you two. So yeah. I, for the longest time, I thought it was... Uh, but then I read in so many places that have even been corrected on Twitter, like some asshole who thinks he's trying to prove a point. And this is a few months back and uh, where he's like, no, it, it's it's uh, K-I-K-I, kick, 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 ma, 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 for like kill her, mommy, kick, 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 ma, ma, ma. And I was listening for it when I was at the theater the other week watching this. And it still really sounds like ch -ch -ch to me. And it's like I've read a lot of places you know, uh, people whose opinions I respect, and they say it's kick, 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 ma, ma, ma. And I, in the original, I don't hear it. But I mean, that's, I mean, that's what it's supposed to be. But, uh, you know, it's, I don't know. What do you guys think? Is it, is it, you know, you know, ch -ch -ch or which one is it? I don't think I've ever listened to the phonetics of it quite that closely. <laughs> no, I mean, I've I'm, I'm going to now. Yeah, I've literally just got yours I don't have, a, I don't have a boyfriend. I got a lot of time to spend <laughs> on, like, getting lost in I've literally stuff. just got Mark's one in my mind. Yeah, that's, so all that's, like, that's all I can think of. Is how did you do it? I went, ch 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 Right, okay. That's it, then. So it's a chi chi Okay. Ch -ch -ch. That's it, then. That's okay, our so answer. you hear, you hear, ch -ch. okay, that's what I hear, that's what I hear, too. Yeah. Even though somebody's saying it's it's kick, kick, and I, I guess I kind of get it, because one of the more memorable lines is, killer mommy, so I... I mean, I get it. It just doesn't sound like it. It's like one of those things you see on Facebook where they'd say, what's the color of the shoe? 
You know, like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Jill, one or is it Jill done one to the other day and we both got exactly the same. We had an argument. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> so uh, I thought it was um, on this watch, the the fighting has come a long way um, in mm. horror since yeah. uh, since the, the the end scene for this one. <laughs> the the girl fighting was amazing. And, and you're right, it so is campy bad. and it is... It, it, <laughs> but uh, but it certainly did have a charm. It's charming. I like how you put that, Steve. It, there is a there. It is charming, and it, and it's all its ridiculousness. And we laughed our asses off. We're just like, what? And. Yeah, so, but it, I think that's a great word. I like how you put that. Charming. Mm. I think the most realistic scene was the one with a snake. Yeah. Well, oh, was wow. it real? It was real. Yes. Was it? So they I killed it. They the... killed it. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, oh, that's so sad. Unfortunately, hey, that was a real snake. That's not good, um, it? But it was actually, oh, it actually wasn't supposed to be in the film. Right. Um, oh. But it was based on one of an experience one of the people filming had in the cabin. So they filmed it and sort of got a snake chucked in and did it. But it actually. All the, apparently all the actors and actresses were good friends in real life, so they had a good rapport anyway. Right. But a lot of this was them sort of dancing around as mates around this snake. Right. But I thought it was the most natural, and then they killed it. Well, it would be yeah. if you kill something live on screen. Yes, yeah, yeah, but I mean natural. It's in their rapport with each other and the way they sort of bounced off of right. each other, okay. which I thought was great. But, yeah, I mean, like I say, the... the the fighting at the end and the bad choices, obviously. Hug and rolling, you know. I like to call it. Not really fighting, is it? <laughs> no. I mean, the bad choices, uh, like Ryan said, where she was boarding up the outward opening door, and also found when she <laughs> when she knocked out Mrs. Voorhees and then went and sat next to the waterside yeah. um, rather than getting <laughs> yeah. in the boat to be another one. Uh-huh. But I mean, the the thing is, these choices and these tropes have actually travelled down the years because we still get kids doing the same sort of thing. Um, yeah. well, making I mean, the bad sort of bad choices in it's all the, the bases of Wes Craven scream anyway, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. just exactly what he picks on. They, mm-hmm. the the horror tropes. Being a virgin is the one that survives. It's always the slutty ones that go um, running yeah. up the stairs. All them sort of things. They've come from somewhere, haven't they? So they've picked yeah. up on it. Yeah, I mean, the, so obviously, what's interesting in Friday the Thirteenth is probably our most innocent character is killed off at the very beginning. And so, like, Annie is totally set up to be our final girl. She's like, I just love kids. I'm going to cook for them. And <laughs> kids are just like this. And, oh, kids are great. I don't know. Wolf girl's smoking. Kids are awful. And so, <laughs> um, but she's just totally set up to be our final girl. And she's uh, she's our first kill. Yeah. And so we, we knock off. And so I, I, I like that because early on, we're now – you know, uh, like subverting what the audience is expecting because the audience expects this, you know, charming like girl looks like, you know, she should, you know, sounds like she should be cooking up food at a, you know, Bible camp. And so and she's the first one that is, that she, you know, that's killed off. Mm. And I, and my friend that was with me, she like, she was like, whoa, and she, she couldn't believe it because she totally thought this, this, uh, you know, uh, innocent girl was her final girl. But no, she is first one gone. <laughs> Um, okay, so do you want to move on to a little bit on the second one? Yeah. Okay, so the 2009 version, which I did notice that it was produced by the director of the original, um, so Sean S. Cunningham was producer, but so was Michael Bay, and it sort of that sort of <laughs> sort of shows me a little bit about where this was actually going. Well, apparently, walked out on the theatrical um, showing. Did he on the on the original sort of premiere? He walked out. Did he? Yeah. 
Not not enough explosions. No, apparently it was too um, gratuitously gory for him. Really? Mm. Okay. Really? Interesting. It's really not that. I actually think the original one may be a bit gorier. The kill, actually, a lot of the kills are off. Fact screen, check that. I made that up. It's not. It was too much sex. Was it too much oh, sex? Too much. I remember was now. It? I remember what I was reading. Oh. Right. Yeah, too much sex. Was it? Yeah. Was apparently it? so. Oh. I mean, I, yeah, maybe. He's just jealous because maybe he's not getting it as much as the, you know, the kid <laughs> yeah. in the movie. So the new one, it, let's discuss then. It's not, what we, what are we calling it? Well, this is what I've got. I can't work out whether where this film puts itself. Because mm. mm-hmm. it is a kind of a reboot. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a sequel. It's kind of a remake. It really straddles everything. I mean, you've got some references to other Friday the 13th films in there, mm. some references to Friday the 13th too. But you've also got like his origin with the mask. Mm-hmm. You've got a reference to Mrs. Voorhees in there as well. It's I don't know where it puts itself. It's a real mix. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know if they know. <laughs> it's pretty much, even though we do have that opening sequence which does kind of rehash like the the sequence with the mom and of course you know we i miss betsy palmer betsy palmer is a horror legend she's a, a national treasure as far as i'm concerned because she just plays that part in the original so incredibly well and then we get little bits of betsy palmer uh in the next couple of films but otherwise i mean it's pretty much two and three it's got some elements of the original Friday the 13th, but for, for all intents and purposes, it's really a remake of the events of Friday the 13th Part 2 and 3. And that's where I put it. It is a reboot of sorts, but it's not a remake of the original. So it's a reboot of the franchise, yet not a remake of the yep. original because the original there's no jason in it so yeah so it's really a reboot slash remake of friday 13th two and three so i mean this one sort of replaces story or opening story with like a little bit of a curveball so you meet a group of uh, not very nice um, teenagers or whatever and they are quickly dispatched mm. you, you don't know where you're going you think that this is the group that's going to be going with them for the, the whole of the film and then yeah there's some quite uh, quite violent deaths that I happen mean, to those and it takes a, a different direction quickly dispatched the prologues 25 minutes on this one was before it? the title card comes up was it yeah 25 okay. minutes into right. the film okay but I mean, I didn't think there was a massive storytelling. No. Maybe I sort of just got into it quite quickly. But it does throw that curveball of this yeah. is not the actual group that you thought it was going to be. Yep. And I do like that. Mm. However, there is something that I don't particularly like or fits into uh, what Jason is about. He leaves people alive in this one. Okay. It gave me a vibe of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Hills Have Eyes, when he obviously kept the, uh, the sister alive. Apparently, I mean, it was a loose bit, wasn't it, that he reminded her of his yeah. younger mother. Yeah. Um, like I say, it's just that I don't expect that of Jason. No. But I mean, I, I got the thing with Jason from this one that, with this discussion I wanted to have anyway, with Jason, is he supernatural? Is he not supernatural? It's, it's a weird... Not in 2009. He's yeah, definitely no. human He's more, in 2009. Yeah. He's yeah. definitely, he seems mortal um, and almost more like a hermit. <laughs> I mean, he's sort of been hidden away in this thing and he's found yeah. his, his little location. Yeah. That's um, why it gave me vibes of I mean, the Hills of Eyes yeah. and, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He's bigger and brutal and almost like a basic psychopath mm-hmm. rather than a supernatural 
horror slasher. Yeah. And you sort of, I suppose that's the change in him, why he might have kept someone alive is because he is more human and has more feelings, if you will. Right, okay. Interesting. So what did you think of 2009 one, Ryan? I liked it well enough. I, you know, I like the original a little bit more, but I like 2009. I don't have any um, major complaints about it other than I, I don't like the story as much, but I, I enjoy it. Uh, we've got some great kills. Uh, again, I don't think they're as memorable as some of the kills from the original one, but we have some great kills, you know, lighting mm-hmm. somebody on fire as their boyfriend watches, you know, caught in a bear trap. I mean, talk about sinister mm. and it's just very warped. And so uh, that's, a, that's a great kill there. Uh, it's, I think that's probably the most memorable kill sequence uh, from it is the, uh, which is at the beginning, the, you know, camping bear trap lighting on fire. I think it's uh, a great way sets the bar, sets the bar real high. I like how that, I like how that starts out. I mean, I like and, the, I like the screwdriver up the throat and face one from the boathouse. Mm. I think that was quite a good one for me. Uh, slow one. That was quite a good one. And we have Jason and I like, I like Jason. I'm like Mark. I'm more of a Freddy guy, but I like Jason. And so getting, uh, getting to see Jason in it is a lot of fun. And I like, you know, not having to wait two movies before. Well, three, if you count the original uh, or we don't, he's not in it. So we'll just say you had to wait two movies before he gets his iconic hockey mask. And I like how we get to see him getting the hockey mask in here. And there are some, you know, kills which are reminiscent and some, you know, scenes that are reminiscent of the original and of two and three. And I like how we incorporate those into the film. So I like how it was giving credit, you know, to its source material. And uh, I, I like, you know, the, the more uh, mortal Jason. I don't like running Jason, but, and, you know, Jason runs. I mean, he's mortal. He's going to run. Tunnel system is really cool. So that was, that was uh, a great addition to it. And we have a final boy instead of a final girl. And so you know, we uh, reimagine our final character and uh, that is, you know, something uh, that I appreciate as well. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of stuff I like about it. Uh, if, if I was asked you in a rewatch 1980 or 2009, well, I'm going to pick 1980 every time. But I wouldn't mind following it up with 2009. It's, it's, a, it's a good watch. Okay. It's like, uh, kind of like Freddy versus Jason. I mean, it's a more modern take, you know, on these two characters, which was, you know, six years before this one. It's fun. I like it. It's it, uh, it's it's a kind. It's great popcorn horror flick, and two thousand nine. I mean, it works. I mean, I had great fun watching the two thousand nine one. I sat down. I was really excited to watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? Of it? I enjoyed it. Right. Um, I prefer parts of the eighties one. I prefer parts of this one. I mean, the characters in this one are awful, apart from the They're main. They're terrible. You can't. Yeah. You don't like any of them except no. for Clay. But then but. I, I sort of think with a slash film, do you really want to like the characters? The only character development you really need is for the hero or survivor and the villain. And really, you sort of, I don't know, this is wrong. We're both the same. We sort of cheer for the villain sometimes, don't we? Of course you do. I mean, you wouldn't want sort of of like a, yeah, yeah, you wouldn't want a group of of kids who babysit puppies to be uh, slaughtered, would you? But then I don't want to get to know someone and think, oh, I'm glad you're dead. I'm like, yeah, go on. I mean, what did you think about the surprise death in this one, Jenna? Did you think she was going to go to the end when you first watched it? Yeah, it it was a bit of a shock. Um, I can't remember the last time I watched this one, but I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That sort of, 
Yep, brilliant. That's just ruined the whole what you've planned out in your head. Yeah. It's uh, Danielle Piana Baker's character you're referring to, right? Yeah, the yeah, I, yeah. yeah. So um, obviously, where she gets it after the uh, the sister is is rescued, and you sort of think that um, probably. I mean, in my mind, the sister was going to die after all that, and then yeah. you know, Jenna would would make it to the end. But yeah, I'd forgotten that she uh, she gets yeah, stabbed. It, it was just that moment when it sort of their eyes meet as she gets dragged back. You know, yeah. oh, yeah, good. Okay, I didn't see that one. <laughs> and then it's that thing where you get these sort of horror films where you think is she going to appear and smack him over the head or something like that out of like dragging an arm along or something you're sort of waiting for her to come back you're like no no she's proper dead yeah one thing i did think with this one both of these on imdb are billed as a horror mystery thriller right don't really think the 2009 one comes under mystery. No, no, no I, th- I think it's sort of spoon fed. I, I really think 1980s one can get away with it because right up until that point, if you've not seen it, you are playing the Who Done It. This one, it sort of lays it out so you know who he is, what he's doing. The only mystery is who's going to live, who's going to die. I mm-hmm. suppose that's. It. But I definitely think it lost its mystery element and just pretty much went straight into the horror okay. horror section. Yeah, there's there's no mystery 2009. But definitely in in, in eighty, uh, but it's uh yeah I don't that's odd uh, I can't think of what the mystery would be. No, I mean we got um some scenes that sort of didn't quite make sense as well. I mean the the brother um uh, didn't, didn't have a scratch on him after his head had been smashed through the glass no. a million and one time. Oh, he should have been in bits, shouldn't he? He should have done. I'm I actually surprised again. Jason left him alive and didn't finish him off. So, uh, but uh, obviously the glitz and glam was a little bit. Obviously, you're right when you said earlier the production was a lot better, and I think it did just fit into not a huge budget though. No, no, mm-hmm. not at all. I mean, it didn't particularly probably need one. I wouldn't have thought. No. I mean, it's good. There was I mean, no Michael Bay explosions in there, was there? But I mean, it was <laughs> no. one. I've got me obviously. I've got me new telly, and it just looked and sounded fantastic. Yeah, and I turned it up, mm-hmm. and I think that was the whole part of it. The the old one, obviously, it had its as we say, charming grain um, and sketchy soundtrack, etc. But yeah, I think I'm erring on the side of of going for polish this time. Yes. I feel bad. Don't get me wrong. I feel like going to stand in the naughty naughty corner. We'll, we'll, uh, find, out. <laughs> we'll find out, mate. Won't we? uh, I do. I do. But uh, yeah, you, I mean, you can tell. I'm I'm just quite glad that we do have a modern-ish reboot remake that appeals to younger generation that might force them to watch the older films because I think they'll still get something out of the older ones. Yeah. Um, and it's just nice. It's rather 11 than, years old now, mate. It is an old one. Yeah, it's scary, yeah, isn't it? I, I know yeah, what you 2003. Mean. It's coming up on 20 years. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But, uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, but bearing in mind you had Nightmare on Elm Street that probably wouldn't have pushed anyone to go back and look at the original ones. Yeah. And The Fog, certainly, that wouldn't have done any favours. I think this is one that probably, and, and the Halloween, I think, um, mm-hmm. is a, another one like this. That, pe- that will give people an interest in those sort of old horror films. It's, I mean, it's actually made me, just this whole exercise, want to go through the whole set again. Okay. So just start and just go through. Right. Um, it, that good fun. And I, I still think, I mean, we're 2020, I still think this franchise has got legs in it. Yeah. And you'd sort of think you'd be getting to the point where, all right, he walks around, he kills a few people, slashes them up, but it's still enjoyable. They're still managing to turn out decent films. Yeah. And they are up in the tropes. I mean, you've got some gratuitous boobs in there. Just for, I mean, why? <laughs> There's absolutely no need whatsoever, but they are just 
building up all of that, the violence, how graphic they are, the inventiveness of the kills, even just simple kills where you just think, I hope this bloke gets it, and they let you have it because he just slices <laughs> him open. Well, I don't think there's anyone on this call that wouldn't watch a new one if it came out. No. Um, and you're probably, I'm sure you're really excited for Halloween Kills over the fault line. Uh, that was the single film that I was looking forward to most in 2020. I honestly couldn't give a rat's ass about <laughs> any other film coming out this year. I really couldn't. That was the one film that I was like, Michael is going to come in and and he's going to uh, you know, save you know uh, most of these movie theaters and uh, and Michael's going to have to come back um, have to come back next year. Hmm. But I, I was I was very disappointed. I was just like so excited this, at the after New Year's, like oh my gosh, twenty twenty, you know, Halloween kills, and you know, and then when we got the news, I guess it's probably been about at least two if not three months now it was disappointing but i'll watch it next year and i'll be uh you know all the more eager to uh return to haddonfield and i'd love to see another friday the 13th uh, nightmare on elm street you know movie because they still have they still have legs you know they need to reimagine themselves a little bit just in terms of how it's going to be packaged but as long as the soul is still there which you know halloween you know h40 you know certainly had the soul of the original i think and even the one we're talking about tonight I, I think it had the soul maybe not of the original per se but certainly two and three so as long as they have the soul of these originals they could be repackaged a little bit for a more modern audience tell some different stories but we love seeing these uh icons of the horror screen you know big in our faces you know, uh, there with all the other people out there in the dark uh, because we want to root for them. It's one of the you know only types of films that we go in rooting for the villain because the villains are just what makes it fun. Mm. And we like seeing them just completely butcher all these horny teenagers and we just have a great time doing it. And so I, 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 I just, you know, it's, it's funny that we go in and we root for the villains you don't normally do it but you do for these guys like they certainly a part of part of our lives they're a part of popular culture and we don't want them to die we want them to stick around to thrill entertain and scare you know new generations who can then you know as uh steve said go back and watch the originals and can really appreciate them a beautiful closing comments yeah. there. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we've got to score it. I presume you remember the scoring system, Ryan. Uh, well, I thought we could do um, we could do uh, between one and a hundred machetes. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we do that. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's Jason's trademark weapon. It is. Uh, is the machete. It is. Yeah. So uh, okay. So nineteen eighties. Yeah. What you've got in machetes? Seventy. <laughs> Have you? 70 machetes. Okay. All right. That's mm. quite, that's a little bit low, actually, mate. What do you think? Yeah, I do a little bit. Yeah, okay. yeah. Ryan, what have you got for 1980 version? Uh, I've got 90 machetes. 90? Okay. Right. Yeah. I've got 80 machetes. Have you? Yeah. Oh, I, hey. No, don't get me bad. wrong. No, I mean, I absolutely <laughs> do love the films. Yeah. Um, it, it, uh, just obviously on a 
comparison yeah. um, here, it's uh, it's slightly um, lower, okay. uh, spoilers. Yeah. So the new one, 2009 yeah. in machetes, Mark. 70 machetes. <laughs> exactly the same. I honestly can't. The older one has the, the new one lacks and what vice versa. I just think they balance that into two really nice little films. Okay. And I probably am a little bit tight on them, but I mean, they're sitting, they sit really low on IMDb. I was yeah. quite surprised. But I think, going back, I think I would still go towards... Halloween or a Freddy, right? If I was going to pick out of out the franchises, but I did have a lot of fun with these, and I'm wondering when I sit down because I will sit down and watch the whole lot now, and I should just whether or not I've left Jason too long, and I'll get back in with him. I think there was a new set, I think that just came out. I don't know if it was a was it a Scream Factory set or something like that. I don't know. Scream Factory set. My friend Derek got one. I've seen it popping up all over Twitter. Uh, people getting them. My friend Danny hasn't got hers yet, but she has an old uh, uh, box set. It was in a, um, uh, one of the, the steel cases. And I told her, I said, Danny, if you get the Screen Factory one and you're uh, looking at putting the old one up for adoption, that <laughs> my home is open and willing to, uh, to adopting the, uh, your old steel case set, and, I, and, and I'll give it a very good home. So we'll see if she... Uh, <laughs> I looked, I actually had the original on DVD, um, and it's actually sealed, and when I looked, I couldn't play it, because it's uh, an American one. one. You love a regional one. He does it to me all the time, Ryan, lends me these things and goes, oh yeah, region one. (laughs) It was in my era of buying imports of everything, so uh, so, yeah. But um, Ryan, so 2009 version, how many machetes? Uh, 80 machetes. 80s? I like it. 80, okay. I I, I like it. All right, I've got 82. Okay. That's just two points just ahead on this yeah. watch. Um, okay. But, uh, but I mean, I'd be happy to go through all of it again. I mean, there are some, I mean, Jason takes Manhattan oh, and stuff like that. Oh, go through it again. I did that, um, I think I did that during the early part of the shutdown. I, I want to say, I think I went through them like April, like March, April, May-ish. I went through all um, all the Jason movies. And uh, even, uh, I even like Jason X. I mean, Jason X is, it gets a bad rap because you've got like Mecca Jason and, and, this, and it just kind of like, it's like two different films put together. Uh, but Jason X has my favorite Jason kill. And it's, uh, I don't know if you guys remember it, but it's the liquid nitrogen. Yeah. Kill. Yeah. It's, I love that. That is love my favorite Jason kill and all of them. There are other Jason films that I like a bit more. I don't count the original cause it's not a Jason movie. So uh, three, three is probably my favorite uh, Friday the 13th. Well, I should say three is my favorite Jason movie. But the kill, that liquid nitrogen kill, my pick for best Jason kill. It's also got one of the, uh, the best scenes. It's is when he's out in space and then he actually comes back through <laughs> to, the, yes. to the ship. You've seen it? Oh, uh, you revisit no. the first one, like the whole uh, holodeck. And yeah. he's out there with the, yeah. the camera. It's brilliant. I've Absolutely not brilliant. seen any of the more contemporary ones. I You've think. not seen Jason I've X. seen Freddy vs. Jason because you might watch yeah. it, but I've not seen yeah. the, the more contemporary ones. No. <laughs> You're not. It's brilliant. Oh, Jason X, watch it. It really, uh-huh. it, it really is fun. It's much better than um, uh, what Jason Takes Manhattan. Yeah, that, one's, that one's aw- that one's aw- that was. If you're gonna, <laughs> if you skip one, you can skip that one. Okay. Just, Definitely, it's really bad. Oh, it's not even in New York. It's in uh, Vancouver, and yeah. so it's actually, uh, it's actually, it's not even, <laughs> it's not even Manhattan. 
Uh, but uh, I mean, watch all of them, but yeah. just be prepared. The Manhattan one is. Yeah. I'll keep that one for a, <laughs> a sort of little lonely night where yeah. I can fall asleep and have a nap and yeah. not miss a lot. Well, there you go. So that was our all the horror. I've really enjoyed that, Ryan. It's lovely to see you. You too. You're Thank you very really much. Well, really well. You are. Lockdown's yeah. Lockdown's been kind. Yeah, not to us, not to Mark. No, it's not, not me. No, well, he's looking a little less like a caveman these days. You reckon? That's I'm hiding. Yeah. My <laughs> oh no! You oh oh no! It's still kind of it's still kind of uh, no. You're still kind of Kate. Yeah. You know, you look like Charles Manson. The, uh, Shit. <laughs> well, yeah, Char- Charles Manson. Which is funny because I was I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with my American cinema class today. Yeah. So yeah, so it's funny you mention uh, mention Charles Manson. Um, but no, you kind of other other than Charles Manson, which is uh, listeners, it is a pretty accurate description. <laughs> I was going to say that um, uh, the Geico caveman, you look like the, the caveman from the Geico commercials. Can you edit that, Steve, to say Tom Hardy or something like that, please? <laughs> oh, uh, you look like you look yeah. like Tom Hardy. I'm not doing yeah, it. Right, that one right, right, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so Ryan, after all that, like I say, thank you very much. Um, hopefully, uh, this episode of, of all the horror. Um, thanks for signing us up, Mark. No, I mean, I've well. been moaning about it in jest, but yeah. uh, but it's it's nice. <laughs> but um, but yeah, thanks for joining us, Ryan. Ryan, do you want to tell us how people can contact you and uh, the show for the crowd um, through sure. the social medias? Sure, your listeners can follow me on Twitter at rlt. One, you can follow my blog at rlterryrealview.com. That's real with two e's. And please connect with Forza Crowd. It's uh, on all of our social media. It's uh, at Forza Crowd Pod. We're on all your favorite podcatchers: uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, Podbean, Podchaser. Uh, you can find us on all of them. And it's Forza Crowd. F O U R apostrophe S because it's for is a crowd. So Forza Crowd and all your favorite pod uh, podcatching apps and uh, Twitter and other social media is at Forza Crowd Pod. I uh, love to connect with you on there. The show releases every other Monday. We'll have the first half of season one will wrap up the second week in December. We're going to take a bit of a break, but during that time, I'm going to try to come up with some bonus content ideas to, to fill the gap. And then after I think it's the second week in December when the Christmas episode airs. Uh, Then we'll come back sometime in January or February to continue the second half of season one. So you'll get eight episodes, first half of season one, seven episodes, the second half. So our goal is to have 15 episodes in uh, season one. Excellent. And as the... um I'm going to do a really good segue. Are you ready? Right. So as the theme tune says, four's a crowd, but three's company. (laughs) <laughs> it's in the same song <laughs> it is in the yeah. it's in our brilliant theme song by lana white and Great. i just uh, uh lana white is a, a gifted artist she's just released her second ep and any podcast out there that's looking for custom theme songs or music you know definitely reach out to her i discovered her on gidget von larue's retro cinema podcast and reached out to lana a pleasure to work with you know she will you know, craft something that is just uniquely fits your show. So uh, encourage anybody looking Absolutely. for original music or theme songs to reach out to. Uh, if not, I'll always sing. I was going to say, if you need a cheap, <laughs> cheap, need a cheap one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Charlie, I'll do it for yeah, you. Yeah, it'd be brilliant. great. Brilliant. 
<laughs> it won't be. No, really. it won't. <laughs> so thank you very much, Tim Ryan. It's always a pleasure. Always a yeah, pleasure. Yeah, this time Mark didn't screw up the time zones. No, I mean, I'm surprised. Oh, I've got to be honest. I'm idiot proofing it so much now. I'm just like, ah, it's so complicated. It's so complicated. Well, when you guys are ready to guest star on my show, you you uh, you let me know and yeah. I'll... Uh, I'll get you to get you to voice one of our characters. You've heard I'm us. Up for, right? I'm up for that. I'm up for a right crack. As long as you can get a British idiot character in there, I'm in, Ryan. <laughs> it's, uh, Dr. Swee would love to have a, a fellow Brit on the show. Like, he's the only one representing you guys right he now. He is. He's doing a great so, job as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. So we'll see you later then, Ryan. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. Bye bye. Thank bye. you. Bye. Well, there we go. That was fun, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Miss Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, missed having him on. Nice to see him in the flesh. It was indeed. Right, okay, so we're not doing homework this week. Nope. Um, Do you want to just let people know what film you gave me? I gave you a 2019 film with Sheila Berth called Honey Boy. You did indeed, yeah. About his life, that one. Okay, and I gave you 1997's Donnie Brasco. You did? Because you'd never seen that one. I hadn't, unbelievably. Okay, so we'll talk about them next week. What are we doing next week for the main? Well, our old mucker, beep, came through again. (laughs) It did. And got us a film called Peninsula. We did, yeah. Do you remember you were saying that you really wanted a I did. second train to Busan? Oh, what are the chances? <laughs> what are the chances, mate? Yeah. So we'll see whether it lives up to the first one. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so we're watching Peninsula. Yeah, can't all wait. Right. Okay. Mm. After all that then, mate, do you want to reiterate how people can get us on social media? Yes, mate. They can get us on Twitter or Instagram, which is at movie underscore drone, or via email on moviedronepodcast at hotmail.com. <laughs> Excellent. Right, okay then, mate. Um, are you nearly done after all that? I mean, I'm quite yeah. tired. It's quite late, isn't it? I'm surprised how awake I am, mate. Oh, Listen yeah. to me. <laughs> Listen to me. Are you uh, Are you going to not book anything else for a little while? I, gonna... don't, I think that's us all done, mate. Is it? it? Yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah. All right. Until the next thing, yeah? Yeah. All right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Start working on Christmas. Christmas Might as well special. get everyone on. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> right. We get Zoom calls. We can have like 80 people oh, on. Can you? Yeah. Brilliant. As many as you like. It'd be excellent. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Leave okay. it with me. All right then, mate. Yeah. Uh, Free balling. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to say goodbye, creepy Mark? Goodbye, creepy Mark. See you later, everybody. Bye bye. Here, mate. Did you know people in the UK eat more bananas than monkeys each year? Huh? Right. Last year. We ate 37 million bananas Uh and no monkeys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, that's probably not true. Someone probably did eat a monkey, but I mean, we can't prove it. We can't prove it. I'll I'll leave you with that. (laughs) Brilliant. I wonder what Brian would have thought of that. What do you thought of this shit? (laughs) 